0: Hello everybody, I'd like to welcome you to Ozzy's Odyssey. This is, I would say, episode one, but we'll call it episode zero. This is our introduction to my podcast. I decided to make this podcast because I'm going to use it as more of a digital journal for my life. Um, this is a podcast about my journey and, well, probably multiple journeys to what I would consider success. Um, I think success is a pretty hard thing to nail down what you would actually consider success versus just living, but I am trying to Not live a life of mediocrity. I am trying to see constant gain in my life and hopefully this show is going to <clears throat> Be kind of a document for me as I move on through my life and all the different stages that I'm gonna have to go through I'm already partway there but I um, I just felt like making a podcast on it, and if you'd like to uh, follow me, there's going to be plenty of, I would say, interesting comedy, um, life lessons, things not to do, because I am the professional at what not to do. Just about everything I've learned, I've had to learn the hard way, which, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining, but there are better ways to learn things than always taking the difficult route. Um so hopefully I can help you, I can help me, and we'll all grow from here. We can try and go somewhere with our lives rather than just stay stagnant and hopefully feed off each other and find a way to grow, grow together. That's a nice way to say it. So that's uh, very small, like, cliff notes of what this podcast is going to be about. I'm going to sprinkle in some political um If you don't like my policies or my view on politics, I don't give a damn. You ain't going to change it. So you can listen. You can not listen. That's fine. Um, I definitely believe that we need to have our own convictions. And if you just follow whatever everybody else says, then you might as well be a mushroom. Um, Moving on with other things. I am a father of two, happily married um have a definitely interesting home life. I am 33 this year. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like I'm getting old, starting to turn gray. For those of you who know what I look like, I'm starting to turn gray. <clears throat> Six feet tall. At the moment, I am 325 pounds, but I am working on that. Um, pretty happy with my life. I am an entrepreneur. I was also a machinist for quite some time. I went to school for nursing for a brief moment. I am a WIOTech graduate in what the hell is my degree? Oh, side note: this is not safe for work podcast because I cost a lot. Um, technically, my degree is in specialized technology, but I basically have a business degree mixed with auto collision and refinishing degree. Um. I'm also, like I said, trained as a machinist. I've worked for almost 10 years as a machinist before I decided to jump ship and do this. We'll talk about that later on. That is one of my interesting stories about how I came to start a business. Um, I probably will say I'm um a lot. I'm sure this podcast is going to suck for the first several episodes, but I think it'll get better. Um, so again, uh. This is going to be more of a digital journal for me that you can follow along with. Um, God, I'm doing it again. I promise I will work on this. I almost prefer the ums to the random quietness. So I'm sitting at work doing this podcast. Uh, It's a Saturday. I intend to attempt to do a half an hour podcast a day. It might only be 15 minutes. Um, We're going to work on it. Iron out what we need. So please if you're interested in actually following me find a way to send me a message Uh, I do not have Facebook anymore um, because fuck Mark Zuckerberg and fuck Facebook But uh, I'm sure there's a way you can find me we will I will find something there If not look up my business humble beginnings auto in Cornell, Wisconsin you can send me a message there if you like <clears throat> so let's start with my life. We'll give you some backstory where I came from and where I intend to go. Graduated Cornell High School, uh, 2005. Yeah, rock on here in Wisconsin. Uh, after high school, I went to CBTC for machine tooling uh, technics, is what it's called. Basically, it's a degree in machine tool. Uh, I made it halfway through and decided I hated it. Did not want to be a CNC machinist. I did not want to be a quote-unquote button pusher. So I quit and went to work where I was working at the time, which is Riverside Machine and Engineering in Chippewa. Uh, did that for a year until I decided uh, to hell with this. I'm going back to school. Uh, I went to WyoTech, which is where I originally wanted to go out of high school. But at the time, I had a girlfriend who was not cool with that. <clears throat> I loved WyoTech. Um, I would say I came in as a semi-non-traditional student because I had already been in the work world. I was not fresh out of high school, which is good because the amount of money that school cost, I'm glad I didn't show up there just to dick off. I showed up there with intent and I kicked ass, graduated with honors, um, almost graduated with perfect attendance, but I missed like two days in the entire time I was in school. Um, aside from that, that's where I met my wife at a store called Hastings. I think they're out of business now. I'm not sure. It was a pretty awesome store. Um, they sold movies, books, and music. So they had movie rentals and you could buy books and it was like a borders with a blockbuster built in it. It was pretty awesome. Uh, that's where I met my wife. She was my boss. Um, yeah, I fell for my boss. It was pretty cool. I drug her back to Wisconsin with me. Um, we got back to Wisconsin after I graduated school and I started looking for jobs. And my wife and my mother found a job restoring cars for me that they thought was in Cameron, Wisconsin. And we, we filled out an application, sent an application in, and I got an email back saying, when can you start and when can you move? which I didn't quite understand because Cameron's not that far from Cornell. Um, So upon further review, we found out it's in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, So at that point, my, at the time, fiance said, I'm not moving with you again until there's a ring on it. And I said, well, you got two weeks for us to put a ring on it because I'm taking this job. So I got married in two weeks. I got married at my grandpa's lake house on the lake barefoot um, still thought that was just awesome because not not a big wedding very small wedding kept it easy um, we just we, we lived it quick and fast like we always live so that's kind of the story of my life um, I got married and two days later we were on the road headed to Virginia uh, loved what I did out there my boss was a terrible person um, he was a hardcore racist. Sorry, Archie, you're a racist. If for whatever reason you decide to listen to this show. Um, that doesn't mean I don't like you. You're still, you're an all right guy. I just can't deal with that. That's bullshit. So, um, yeah, it, it was an interesting place to work. The cops raided it once and that's when I decided I'm done here. And Annie and I packed our shit and moved back to Wisconsin. Uh, I loved the country in Virginia. I love the scenery. I mean, it's a beautiful place to live. Um, absolutely loved it out there. I, I lived in Amherst and worked in Lynchburg, uh, but it just felt like those people were still fighting the Civil War. And for me, that just felt weird. Um, I, I'm sure because of my conservative views, some of you will call me a racist given today's climate of politics, but I am far from... A racist although I will say I'm feeling more and more racist the more I hear about black lives matter and everything else I I feel like there's literally an attack on being a white male Maybe I'm gonna lose some vi- viewership from this uh, Don't give a damn whatever don't listen to me uh, Moving on because yeah again, I'm not gonna be racist to death. I'm not a racist. I give everybody a chance equally Um, And believe me, there's plenty of light trash out there that is just as bad as any other. So, moving on. Uh, Left Virginia, came home, went back to Wyoming, where I originally met my wife. Um, Could not find a job there, which is a shame, because that's another part of the country that I absolutely love. I mean, you can be yourself. Everybody's courteous. Everybody's kind. I mean, it's... It's more odd for somebody not to hold a door for you than than not which you, when you're in Wisconsin you don't realize it but after you're out west and you come back to Wisconsin, it feels like everybody here is rude which I, I feel like we're not rude around here but just the amount above the rest Wyoming is is just I love it out there. it's it's cowboy country, it's big skies it's absolutely love it. I will probably retire out there someday, as long as the Californians don't take it over. Um, Wow, I am realizing I'm very opinionated doing this. I hope that's alright with everybody, but you know, it is what it is. So loved Wyoming, could not find a job, came back here to Wisconsin again. I feel like it's a magnet for me. Um, Went to work at a machine shop nearby, I'm not going to name names because I absolutely loved what I did, but I was not the biggest fan of my boss. Looking back on it, after being a boss now, um, a lot of my frustration was probably misplaced. I can admit that, but at the same time, I don't feel like I was treated the way I should have been treated to work at that place. So after eight and a half years or so, I we got in a fight over a chair. And I left over a chair. I know that seems petty. Someday I will tell the entire story about my view of how it went. But essentially how it went was my boss pulled a power play on me and I didn't like it. And I told him that's a really dumb reason to lose an employee. And he said he'd rather lose an employee than have somebody who goes against the grain. And that's pretty much when I decided my ass doesn't belong here. Um, So I quit. I put my two weeks notice in the next day. And tried to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I'm a huge car guy. Um, I've always fixed and flipped cars on the side. And I just decided, you know what, that's kind of my passion. Ideally, I'd like to own a restoration shop one day, which is actually the intention here. Um, But I do need cash flow in order to do that. Wow, I stuttered there really bad. In order to do that, I need cash flow, and I feel the best way to do that is to have a dealership. So I have a small dealership here in Cornell. Uh, we've been going for, this will be our third year, I believe. We started in 2017, oh crap, this is actually going on our fourth year, because um, it's 2021 now, so about midway through this year, it'll be four years. Um, that we've been doing this. It's been a crash course in everything government because I did not realize how many laws I had to follow to sell cars. Believe me, it is a lot easier to sell cars without a dealership than it is with one. Um, But at the same time, I can buy cars a lot cheaper with a dealer's license. I love what I do. Um, My wife and I own the business together. She actually owns 51% because it's easier for a female to get a loan for a business than it is for a male Another thing that really bothers me because I don't actually own my business. My wife does Only because it was easier for her to get a loan Um, We Sell used cars. We are not partial to any brand. I do feel like brand loyalty is probably one of the worst things for cars Just because it it leads to blind obedience to your preferred brand. Um, I'm sorry, but the same company that made the Corvette made the Chauvet. And every company's got their great cars and every company has their flops. There is no one size fits all. There is no one company that is the greatest thing since sliced bread. They all suck. After you've worked on cars, you just realize they all suck. That doesn't mean you don't have to like them. It just means you need to finally admit, hey, these are all big piece of shit. They're all going to break. Nothing's bulletproof. I don't care how much they say bulletproof. Uh, For those of you that think your Toyota's bulletproof, you're wrong. I've seen more than my fair share of blown-up Toyotas, uh, and that's the ones that you can't see through the fenders. I digress we'll save that for a different episode I might do a whole episode on how much I hate Toyotas just because I hate Toyotas um, and that is not because they're Japanese because I love some Japanese cars and there are actually a few Toyotas that I love um, but by and large I am NOT a fan of Toyotas moving on what else can I talk about um, so, started our business, we've been going strong, working on being a restoration shop at some point. Right now, there are still some definite growing pains. Um, there has been a lot of things in this business that have kicked my ass. There is no there there's no guide for dummies on how to start a dealership, so just about everything I have learned has been the hard way, like I said at the beginning of this episode. Um I I take the road less traveled, and because of that, I need a good pair of boots. Um, I like doing this, but financially, I was probably a lot safer at the machine shop. Uh, This is a definite roller coaster. There are days you have more money than you've ever seen, and then there are other days where you're wondering how you're going to put gas in your truck and eat that day. Um, And the swings can be far apart or they can be really close Um, it's It's not for the faint of heart I will be the first to admit that you got to have some pretty thick skin to do this I'll also admit that you tend to lose your faith in humanity after selling cars You realize how dumb some people really are Uh, things that you didn't think any normal person could ask of you They will ask of you Um, you also meet some great people. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're not all bad. I have met some awesome customers that I love to death. Um, I have customers where if they come in here and say they need their car fixed, I will drop everything I'm doing and cater to them because they are just that great a customer. Um, I've got other customers that I cringe when I see them pull in the parking lot. Uh, still try to treat everybody the way I'd like to be treated, even though that's, extremely difficult sometimes Uh, I do all of the wrench work here although late last year I took on a we'll call him a partner I don't know if we want to call him a partner he actually does a second podcast with me two guys one shop um, and that is Bryce Bryce is technically his own contractor he rents a bay from me and does a lot of work under my name but he is not my employee because I do not want that responsibility He does his thing, I do my thing, and we just kind of cohabitate in this uh, building that I'm in. Um, I did start my business from my house, which is why it got the name Humble Beginnings. It started in a one-car garage out of my driveway. Uh, That was almost four years ago. For the last two and a half years, I have been at the old Miles Ahead location in Cornell. For those of you who are not native here... um, It's a small dealership that was in town for a long time. Uh, It's a way bigger lot than I need, to be honest, because I've typically only got 10 cars on the lot. I don't keep 30 or 40 cars out there. So it tends to look like I'm out of business. Uh, I think that does hurt my sales overall as people look and see only 10 cars out there and go, are they out of business or what? But no, we are still in business. We are still selling cars still trying to find our little piece of the market Um, i've tried beater cars and they will sometimes sell great i've tried nice cars and they sometimes don't sell great Um, a lot of it just is the up and down of the market like everything else um i am probably trucks have been a really good one for me but i got a feeling they are going to die shortly so i'm probably going to be moving into fuel efficient cars again Uh, I also do a lot of muscle cars. I, my specialty is foreign cars, which is funny because I, I live in Cornell where nobody appreciates Jaguars and BMWs and Mercedes, but I happen to love buying them. So I buy them. I put them out. Most times I break even or lose money. Sometimes I make money. Uh, my pride and joy right now, I've got a Jaguar XJR on the lot. Uh, supercharged, almost 400 horse, black on black. I mean, it is gorgeous. I love this car. I wish I could keep it, but I cannot keep them all. My wife bangs that into my head all the time. I think there are days she wants to strangle me and uh, just tell me you can't keep them all. So, But I like to play a lot. Um, it is a very freeing business for me because... I used to flip-flop cars all the time without a dealer license, and that gets expensive. Now I just do whatever I want. I can I can go ham on it all. I've got fleet insurance, so I just get in whatever I want to drive and drive it. I throw dealer plates on it, and I drive it, and, yeah, I get a new car every day, and it's, it's fun for me. Uh, oddly enough, I still absolutely love beater cars. Uh, I got a little Ford Escape out there with a motor noise that I jump in all the time just because it's a beater. If I tip a gas can over in the back or make a mess of it, I don't have to care. If, if it blows up and leaves me stranded, I'm just going to call the scrap guy and be like, here's where it's at. Uh, and that's, it's a nice thing because you just, you can drive it without a care in the world and it makes me happy. Uh, it almost makes me as happy to drive a beater as it does to drive a nice car. I know i'm weird uh we will definitely go over that in other episodes uh i do have a soft spot for old cars i've got a lot of old car projects i would like to find a way to document the builds on them unfortunately i go months without touching them and then i will pile a ton of work into them and then i go months without touching them again so it would be really hard for me to do any kind of a YouTube channel or something of me building them because it'll take me a year and a half to get the thing done. And that's if I'm moving quick, which I usually don't. Uh, my current projects I've got a 64 and a half Ford Galaxy 500 XL. Uh, it's got a 352. I swapped in a three speed. Uh, it's going to be kind of like a how would I say it? Like a retro drift car. Uh, I got a big spool for the rear end. It's, yeah, it's ugly. It's ugly, but it's got nice patina and there's just something about it that makes me like it. I've also got a 1950 Ford that is going on top of a 01 Grand Marquee frame. So it'll be fuel injected 4.6 when it's done. It should be a nice to drive car and I'm hoping to actually make money off that one. If I make money off that one, I'm going to Reinvest more towards the restoration side of things. This is my intention Uh, You know for those of you haters that say it's not gonna happen I'm probably doing more to try and make my dreams happen than you so fuck right off Uh, What else I have a 71 charger at home, I have a 70 challenger at home Both of them are basket cases right now, but they are on my list of cars to work on uh what else do i have to play with i bought a mazda rx8 last year from auction as a non-runner and i absolutely love it it's my summertime daily driver it the body's kind of rough and i bought it as a non-runner because it's got one really weak um i would call it a cylinder but the rotary doesn't have a cylinder it's it's got weak apex seals on one side So if I leave it sit for months, I have to drag it down the road and pull start it. But after it's pull started, it runs fine. So usually I'll daily drive it in the summer and then park it for the winter. Uh, That one's, I mean, they're all for sale, but that one's barely for sale because I just love it too much. My wife is driving a Malibu that I built for her that usually when I put her in a car, they sell right away. But this Malibu just... There's just no love for a 2010 Malibu out there, from what I can tell. Uh, She also has a little Volkswagen Beetle diesel that I bought for her, a little TDI five-speed Beetle. And she loves it, but I refuse to put money or effort into it right now, so it's currently sitting in the parking lot, collecting snow, because it is January in Wisconsin. By the way, it is like zero degrees today and cold as shit. Another thing I don't like about Wisconsin, uh, one of these days maybe I'll move the dealership to Georgia or something and enjoy that. But, again, political climate, maybe maybe not Georgia. Maybe it'll be more for Florida or something. We'll see. Uh, other things I can talk about because I'm telling you about – I have notes. I actually took notes. What this podcast is about, that took about two and a half minutes, so it's kind of hard to fill a half-hour episode. And then tell about yourself, while. I'm six feet tall, uh, 330 pounds-ish, married, two kids. Oh, I love my children. Uh, I tend to not talk about my children a lot. I don't know why, because I have awesome kids. Uh, They can be a pain in the ass sometimes, but I absolutely love my kids. I have a son who is 10, and I have a daughter who is 8. My daughter is the cutest thing on earth. Uh, I absolutely love hanging out with her, because... She likes to crank up music like I do, and she is definitely my creative one. My son has the same brain as I do. He's very logic-driven, kind of boring, kind of a stick in the mud, which, I mean, I'm raising my hand right now, but you can't see it. That is totally me. Uh, I tend to not be as charismatic as I'd like to be, but hopefully that's something I can work on, and hopefully he can work on that, too, because he needs it, but... Both of my kids are awesome. My wife is incredible. I love her to death. Um, her name is Annie. I—I I mean, anybody who's talked to me knows this. But I—I I realize I'm making a podcast that's going to go out to the whole world. So, um, my wife is Annie. She is older than me, so she is technically my old lady. Uh, I know some of you probably don't use weird terminology like that, but around here, a lot of people call their spouse their old lady and. In this case, it is actually a fact. She's my old lady. She has, it is currently red hair right now, but she tends to change the color once a month to weird, crazy colors. Um, what else can I say? My dad helps me in the shop. Sometimes that's a blessing, sometimes that's a curse. Uh, he's still awesome. He's a wealth of knowledge. I appreciate everything he does to come here and help me. My mom is a. I don't know what she technically does now, but she's kind of like a traveling nurse that teaches people. Uh, She lives in Menominee, about an hour away. She sees the kids pretty often. I have other family around, but I tend to not, I'm not very outgoing, so I, I tend to stick to myself. Don't do a whole lot around town, which everybody tells me is a detriment to my business. They say I need to be more involved. So I have been attempting to step outside of my comfort zone. I go to the bar once in a while, uh, Bryce has been helping with that because he likes to go and do things like that, so I go with him and, uh, don't feel quite so awkward when I do it. Uh, see, now I replaced um with ah, but it is what it is. I'm at 27 minutes, so I'm going to cut this episode just a little bit short. Next time I'm going to come with better notes so that I can actually fill a half an hour episode. But hopefully this this podcast in itself will help you uh, want to follow me, I guess. That's the whole point is I'm supposed to be making people want to follow me. And if you think my life sounds entertaining, we are just scratching the surface. If you think I'm boring, that's totally cool. That means you probably got a cooler life than me. But I never met a hater doing better than me. So, All right, we're going to cut it off, and thanks, everybody, for listening.